1: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
2: The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
3: Good Friday morning tune is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa Fubo, Link, A Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay. Oh, what a great country this is! How great is the tournament, Jeffrey? Good morning to you, sir. You good?
4: Whew. That what was, a it's uh, awesome! What a what a uh, what a night sight that we got <laughs> last night.
3: It will let well. Let's just say first, Doctor Bob coming up on the show next segment. Doctor Bob with two games he wants to talk about. He uh, he had Providence. He had North Carolina. Bingo, bango. I had Providence yesterday. Count it. Jeff, you, me, and Wes on the Megapod, all about fading the South Dakota State love. That worked out nicely. Got a little tight at the end, but perhaps, perhaps Providence's game?
4: Well, oh, getting that foul call at the end is only going to—it's oh, a uh, beautiful Only going to continue the narrative.
3: Well, speak—it's only going to continue. exactly right. It's only going to continue the Providence's lucky narrative. Uh, we'll also have Jason Weingarten in studio once again today. He's coming up. And Vinny Maliulo and Paul Carr for some uh, some soccer, for some action junkies. A little later on the show, we have to do our Survivor plays again. Yesterday, three and zero on the Survivor plays. Came on the show yesterday and, and and mapped out why I wanted to do Michigan, why I wanted to do North Carolina, and why I wanted to do Murray State. And then we sort of we skillfully avoided the South Dakota State sort of uh, road bump that occurred to, that, that happened to a lot of other folks. So the biggest ones, now here's the thing. Let's just talk about yesterday before we get into all of this. The, from a survivor perspective, the, the two most popular teams picked that bounced people were Iowa, Iowa was the big one, and um, boy, what was the other one, now that I'm thinking about it? It was Iowa, and a little, Iowa was certainly, well, let's talk about that. Speaking of refs, let's talk about that at the end. Iowa, Chris Murray has a chance to tie that game late against the Richmond Spiders in the last minute, and he gets hacked on a three, and it's a no call. Speaking about refs getting involved, how about refs not getting involved? And the Spiders pull off the first big upset of the day in a 12-5 game, nine-and-a-half point dogs, they beat the Hawkeyes, the Big Ten Conference Tournament champs, who was a very sexy pick for a lot. A lot of people on CBS and ESPN selection shows had Iowa going to the Final Four, Nope, 6763 Richmond. What do you think about the non-call
4: there? Well, I I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh even though they showed the replay a lot, I it was a foul. I'm not going to argue that. It was it was a foul. But I don't know, uh, the one thing I will say other than of course the Murray State uh San Francisco game where 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 at this point uh you're you're uh, you're getting late into the night. You may get the ref show late in the night, and you of course got it in that game. Uh, I thought the refs actually called a lot less than we're used to seeing in these games, Gil. And I think that's probably why that wasn't called, even though probably was a foul, definitely was a foul. And but I, I will say this: I don't feel bad for Iowa. I don't. They don't have themselves to blame. Fred yeah. McCaffrey coached a brutally bad game brutally. because all he had to do is just keep getting the ball to Keegan Murray in the post. And Richmond had no answer. They didn't start doing that until they were down seven late in the game.
3: Brutal. Then, of course, uh, UConn, another sexy pick for a lot, for a lot of folks. Another 12-5 game. What's the highest seed to never win a national title? Number five seeds have never won a national title, Historically. And Yukon goes down. Did how far did you have Yukon to go down to New Mexico State twelve to five? Uh another twelve five game, seventy to sixty three. New Mexico State wins it outright as a six and a half point dog plus two forty on the money line. How far did you have UConn going in your
4: bracket? I only had him winning this game. Yeah. I had him losing to Arkansas in the next round. I did have a, a big bloated like eighty two to one on Yukon to win it all, which uh I guess there was a reason it was 82-1 to there, Gil, but uh, to the end, the UConn Huskies kind of showed exactly what they were all night last night, and the play at the end where they had a timeout and Cole was trapped, and instead of calling that last timeout, they turned it over into a three-point play for Allen the other way, who, by the way, was absolutely spectacular last night, the uh, the Nebraska transfer, who was the best player on the court uh, in that game, and... Look, yeah, UConn. Uh, I, I said UConn and Arkansas would have been the idiot bull if we had gotten it with the way those teams play, and UConn was too idiotic to even get to that game.
3: Mich- uh, here it is. So here, the, the most picked, the most picked survivor plays were North Carolina, Michigan, two of the three that I had. South Dakota State. Remember, these are aggregate seeded things, so people went for South Dakota State. <clears throat> Number four was Iowa. So there you go. North three talking about not sweating
4: at all with North Carolina.
3: The, oh no. That game that was over
4: three minutes in.
3: Three minutes in, and it just kept that way the whole way through. Biggest blowout really from the start of any game yesterday. And then of course there was the two biggest things happened. First of all, there was Gonzaga in a one sixteen game against Georgia State. Georgia State was nip and tuck with Gonzaga for twenty seven minutes of this game. With 13 minutes left in this basketball game, Georgia State was up a bucket. And in the final 13 minutes, not only did Gonzaga take the lead, but Gonzaga, a 22-and-a-half point favorite, went up by 26. 26 points at the end. You're like, okay, how many texts were thrown around the country? Like, watch, they're going to cover. They go up 26. Georgia State hits a three. All of a sudden, the sports book comes alive because people are obviously betting on the point spread on this. It's a foul on the three, missed the free throw. Gonzaga does not score. Georgia State comes down, gets fouled, two free throws. Gonzaga just runs out the clock, and that's a 21-point margin. In the end, Georgia State does cover. Never in doubt.
4: I will say there was a big injury in that first half to Georgia State's best big guy. Yeah. And if he doesn't get hurt, because Georgia State had horrible foul trouble on top of that, I'm not saying Georgia State would have won the game, but this would not have ended up being a, a quote-unquote laugher like this ended up being. But, you know, I said, to, I said to
3: Wes Reynolds, so we were on primetime action last night, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and I. Wes Reynolds joined us last night. He's going to join us again today. And then, of course, the biggest outcome of the day yesterday from a historical standpoint, from a bracket-busting standpoint, from a futures bu- uh, standpoint, futures-busting, if you will, Number 15, St. Peter's. Knocks off number two, Kentucky, in the East region. 85-79. to And I said, as this was unfolding during this game, because I was saying, oh, Gonzaga couldn't shake Georgia State for 27 minutes. Kentucky can't shake St. Peter's. And I said to Wes, I go, Wes, let me just ask you a serious question. Is any team in college basketball any good? Because this is what we're saying. Gonzaga and Kentucky I mean, who who was as highly considered as those two teams? Arizona probably, the only the only other answer to that question. But St. Peter's takes down Kentucky Kentucky in overtime, 85 to 79, as 18 and a half point dogs, 18 to 1 on the money line. And if I asked you before this tournament, Jeff, I was like, what's the single most unlikely outright win of day 1? You might have said St. Peter's over Kentucky. St. Peter's wasn't even supposed to win their conference tournament. That was supposed to be the Iona Gales. Ryder upset them. St. Peter's gets here. We, we had some people on our air, guests, not hosts, guests say they thought St. Peter's might be the worst team in the entire field.
4: Oh, I I think that was a little aggressive from them. They were very bad offensively this year. That's that's why the way this happened was so shocking. We knew St. Peter's was great defensively; their top twenty-five defense, Ken Palm, for most of the year. But Gil, the the, the big story of this game—forget that Kentucky lost. This is a lasting stain on oh, Calipari. Yeah. Because Calipari got so horribly outcoached in that game by Shaheen Holloway, who by the way seems to be in line for the Seton Hall job if Lillard takes Maryland. Where he played college basketball. Correct. And mm-hmm. obviously had a big shot to get Seton Hall to a Sweet 16 about 20 years ago now. But Adam Stanko reminds us that uh, Shaheen Holloway was the MVP over Kobe Bryant in a
3: McDonald's All-American game yep. back in 1996.
4: Yep. But, but Gil, this was... But this was the worst in-game coaching performance by a by a guy. Look, I thought I, I I'm on I'm pro John Calipari as a coach usually. I know he gets hammered by people. Always only only can recruit. I've always thought that he's a much better coach than he's gotten credit for. Last night, that was on him. That they that Kentucky where Shebeli goes for thirty and twenty and they still lose to a 15 seed in overtime,
0: yeah. no less.
3: Well, it didn't help that they were one of six in overtime on, at the stripe.
4: It didn't, didn't help things.
3: No, including two bricks by an 81.1% free throw shooter. So that, I mean, that obviously is a major assist, and obviously Coach Cal can't be blamed for that. But you're right. It's Kentucky's, let's put it this way, on the heels of their most disappointing season last year, their most
4: infamous loss of all time last night. Oh, not even close. And also, too, Gil, I don't think the national, a lot of people nationally will understand just the sheer absurdity of St. Peter's who, Gil, the campus is in Jersey City. The campus is about a block and a half. They play in a gym that is smaller, that is the same size as my high school gym. It's amazing. And... They are beating Kentucky in the NCAA tournament. It's, incredible. it's this, amazing. This is what this tournament is all about. This is why we love it. St. Peter's becomes
3: the St. Peter's Peacocks. Become the 10th, fifteen seed in the history of the tournament. Since they went to 64 teams to beat a number two seed. The 10th. That's it. Remember, only one number 16, obviously the UMBC win over Virginia, but only the 10th number 15 to ever beat a number two. And remember, going into the season, in terms of uh, 15s beating twos, that record, and I'll give it to you the exact number straight up, 15s over twos, going into this, was 9-135. What an unbelievable outcome. But that is why we love this tournament. Survivor plays of the day. Hopefully, everybody wrote what we played yesterday. Coming up, Doctor Bob. He's got some stuff to talk about. He's got two games he really wants to dive into. That's next, right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: To start listening,
5: a numbers game with Gil Alexander on
2: VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: It's time to download Nevada's Premier Sports Betting app, BetMGM Sports, BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odd specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM Casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're gonna love BetMGM, state-of-the-art technology, and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? call one 800 522 4700. Over 17 million bracket entries over there at ESPN. 161 remain perfect heading into tomorrow. How is it that many? 161 people had St. Peter's knocking off Kentucky, not to mention UConn getting upset, Iowa getting upset, so on and so forth. But 161 people having St. Peter's, I would have gone under on that for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, he had a dentist appointment yesterday, as we said on air. Couldn't make it. No dentist appointment today from somewhere outside of Denver, Colorado. It's Dr. Bob Bo- Dr. Bob Stoll at DR DRBobsports dot com. A pioneer in predicting sports through the use of predictive algorithms. Good morning to you, Bob. How you doing?
5: Doing all right. I, I need to get five teeth pulled, I found out, but so that's the bad news. <laughs> five? No now Bob. Yeah, I never had my never had my uh wisdom teeth out and because uh, I have a big mouth, uh, so I never needed to pull them out. But uh, they're like, no, they're they aren't looking too good. You have some cavities below the gums, and we can't work on that. We have to pull them out. I'm like, oh my god! Now,
3: <laughs> now, now hold on, Bob. Bob I'm no uh, I'm no student of orthodontia. I am no Mr. Goodwrench of the mouth. But the number five concerns me. Why not an even number? What's going on with the fifth tooth? Yeah,
5: I don't know. Well, one of them, I guess, there's a cavity on the third one in or the second one in. So it's both of the the the, the, the far ends, both bar two on each side, and there's one other one that has a cavity that's below the gum line or something like that. Like you've uh, got to be kidding me! We're not doing all this all at once. I'll tell you that,
3: boys and girls, <laughs> floss. Let this be a public service announcement. But really, <laughs> no kidding. But really, but really, what it is 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 you you do if you do have your wisdom teeth in really long in life, late into life. As a sort of preemptive measure, you should have them removed because you can develop problems back there. That's the real, uh, that's the reason. Apparently, I ignored
5: right that advice earlier in my
3: oh, life. Oh, All right, but here's what you did with your five teeth. I wonder if some of your wisdom will go away once the teeth are removed. But right now, you are wise. You had Providence, you had North Carolina. What are you looking at today?
5: Yeah, that was it. Two and oh on the best bets yesterday. Uh, I have three today, I'll give you two of them. Um, First one's Wisconsin over Colgate. Um, you know, Colgate's a hot team, and, and people, it's kind of similar to South Dakota State yesterday, where I went against South Dakota State with Providence. South Dakota State was the number one three point shooting team in the nation, and they were on some ridiculous winning streak 19 games or 20 games or something like that. And people just get caught up in the underdog. I mean, mm-hmm. Providence plays in the Big East. Yeah, they weren't as good as their record, but a two point favorite? I mean, give me a break. Um, it's just ridiculous line. But anyway, uh, that was yesterday. Today it's Wisconsin against Colgate. Very similar thing. Colgate's the number two three-point shooting team in the country, 40.2%. Um, but I just don't see, and they won 15 games in a row. But aside from their conference, the Patriot League's horrible. In in Division One teams outside of the Patriot League, the Colgate Raiders were just three and nine straight up. You know, not all those teams were great teams. They did have a 15-point win at Syracuse, but were just one and eight straight up against the other non-conference teams ranked in the top 250 in the nation. This is not a team, not a not a plucky underdog that you know is, is likely to you know to, to, to rise up here. They've just played a terrible schedule all year long, and when they did face decent teams, not great teams, just decent teams, they usually lost by a pretty good margin. Uh, then you get Wisconsin; they entered the, the tournament on a two-game losing streak. They lost the game to Nebraska when Johnny Davis got hurt when he hurt his ankle. And the next game, Davis didn't look quite right, and he had a bad game, and they lost again. They got upset in the Big Ten tournament. But it's been two weeks since Davis twisted his ankle. He should be fine, and he did play on it you know, a week ago. So he should be back to you know 100% or close to 100%, and he's one of the best players in the nation. And also, teams, those losses should motivate Wisconsin, not to look past this game, Now, also you just look at Colgate. Well, they won fifteen games. Well, that's all the coach needs to say is like, this is a good team that's won fifteen games in a row, even though they're not really a good team. But that should be enough to motivate them. And I do have an angle. Uh, <laughs> I don't play games on angles. I actually playing this game for the line value. I, I favor Wisconsin by eleven point seven points. Then more than enough line value to play them. But it's also interesting to note. That team seated number three or better, so we're talking about elite teams that are coming off an upset loss as a three-point favorite or more in their conference tournament. They're thirty and ten against the spread, laying fourteen or less uh, the last thirty years in the NCAA tournament. So, that's uh, sort of a side note there. The reason I'm playing it is because Colgate's overrated, Wisconsin maybe underrated, but anyway, there's line value on Wisconsin, and I'll lay up to eight or less of the best bet.
3: Yeah, Colgate also again, you know, we have uh, from selection Sunday till Thursday and Friday, we have four five days. To just talk we have th- you know days to to just talk about this with all kinds of people, and South Dakota State absolutely was the single sexiest play everybody was on oh Providence has been the most fortunate team in college basketball per Ken Palm South Dakota State all has all the giant killer characteristics this one uh I would rank as maybe what would you say Jeff the third or fourth sexiest pick Colgate somewhere in that top five yeah I, yeah I,
4: I I would agree with that yeah I, I'm Again, I'm probably not going to bet Wisconsin because I don't I don't like them. But I'm with Bob. I yeah. don't I don't see the Colgate love here.
5: I don't yeah. see it.
3: Uh, we like the reasoning, Bob. What's number two?
5: Yeah. Well, you, I, if I would have been on yesterday, I would have given you Providence over South Dakota State. Yeah. So, um, you yeah. know, and they were not. Yeah, they might be a, an official giant killer in that. But our the 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 the, the, the matchup metrics that I look at. Had Providence with a matchup edge, so they didn't. So South Dakota State did not necessarily have all of the characteristics of a good NCAA tournament underdog. Oh, uh, we know a we, lot of people thought they did. I will
3: say actually, we were we were all over the country. We were all over Providence on this show. Me, uh, Jeff, and uh, Wes Reynolds, who was on the on the podcast too, we were just not buying into it for for a lot of the reasons that you were saying as well. So you were willing to give one more here. What do you got?
5: Yeah, yeah. This one is is another good team beating up on a, a bad team. Another Big Ten team, actually. I took Purdue. And this is my favorite play of the day. Um, what is Yale going to do here? I mean, they're completely overmatched. Their tallest player is 6'8", 220 pounds. Purdue has two star players. Trevion Williams comes off the bench, and he's their best player. And Zach Eadie, these guys are 6'10", and 7'4". Yale's biggest guy is 6'8". <laughs> now, that would not be an issue if Yale could shoot. But the Bulldogs only make 32.9% of their three-point shots. How are they going to make up for the interior mismatch? I have no idea. Now they have played some good teams, so maybe we can look at that. Maybe they, maybe they were plucky underdogs against these better teams. They played three NCAA tournament quality teams this year. They lost by 36 to Seton Hall. They lost by 22 to Auburn. Not bad, but they didn't cover the spread. And lost by 27 points to St. Mary's. So three games against legit teams. They got blasted. The other two teams, good teams, not NCAA tournament quality teams necessarily, not large quality teams, the other two good teams they faced were Vermont and Iona. They lost those games by an average of 11 points. Overall, the five best teams they played this year were those five teams. They're 0-5 against the number. This team just cannot match up against a physically better team. And my rating is beyond that. That's a matchup edge. Um, But beyond that, I favor Purdue by 19.5 points. So... Fifteen and a half, I'll lay and I laid fifteen and a half. It's up to sixteen and a half. Maybe I laid up. To, I will lay up to seventeen here with Purdue.
3: Wow, no no compunction, land the uh, the wood there. And Jeff, once again, getting back to the All mega, I, getting back to the similar megaphone.
5: yesterday, I had an opinion on Tennessee over Longwood for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. And, and Tennessee won by thirty two. I mean, it's just kind of a similar it's, it's setup, except there's more line value on Purdue here than there was on Tennessee yesterday. So.
3: Jeff, you and West. Well, I, I don't
5: mind laying the points in these cases.
3: Uh, on the Megapod, you guys said the, pretty much the exact same thing with West saying this this should have been Princeton's spot in the Ivy League. Would you agree with that, well, Bob? Uh, <clears throat> go, well, look, go ahead, Prin- Jeff. Yeah.
4: Princeton was a regular season champ. Princeton in the semifinal because they do an Ivy tournament really had a lot taken out of them in the close game against Cornell and just didn't have a lot in the tank for the Ivy championship. That's why Yale got them. I, I 100% agree with what Dr. Bob has said this one for sure. It, it is a big number. But don't be scared. That it that advantage inside is just so ridiculous in favor of the boilermakers. And Purdue really does smash horrible teams too.
3: Bob, you you, you would you agree with the uh, well your first sentence was how what's what's Yale gonna do?
5: I don't often hear you start, <laughs> start what are they gonna yeah, do? Yeah. Normally normally like a Princeton team, think about the old Princeton teams, the backdoor cut, Yale will do a little bit of that. Pete Carill. The Backdoor yeah. cuts off stuff. They don't have but they could shoot. The Ivy League teams that have done well in the tournament could shoot the ball, or there's that Cornell team I don't know, maybe 10 years ago that that got to Sweet 16, but they were a 40% three-point shooting team. This team is 32.9% from three. There's nothing that they can do offensively that can combat what the mismatch inside. Normally I don't mind if a team can shoot 40% threes and okay. They're just going to shoot away shoot from three point range and it doesn't matter what the size is. But in this case, what are they going to do? I just don't I, I love just don't know how they're going to score.
3: Bob, we appreciate it. I remember those Princeton teams fondly by the way. Played a little rec league with uh, against George Leftwich once upon a time. You may remember him from uh, days of your at Princeton DC kid. Thank you, Bob. Get those teeth fixed, man. Oh God!
5: I'm gonna wait for a little bit, but yes, I will. <laughs> okay. Thank you.
3: Thank you, the great Dr. Bob at Dr. Bob Sports on the Twitter machine. Survivor thoughts next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
2: The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network.
3: Wendy's and Adult Swim's Rick and Morty are teaming up to invite Las Vegas locals and basketball fans to get schwifty. The first ever Morty's Mayhem pop-up located at Resort World's East Garden Plaza. The immersive experience brings the show off the screen and onto the strip with never-before-seen animations of Wendy's breakfast characters in the Rick and Morty universe and the return of the elusive Pickle Rick Pickle Frosty. Boom, big reveal. While in the alternate universe, fans can also play a life-size game of Playco. There you go. Score exclusive swag and try items from Wendy's delicious menu lineup. Check out Wendy's Morty's Mayhem at Resorts World right here in Las Vegas. And look who just walked in, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, for the second day in a row on the show, in studio, the great Jason Weingarten. How you doing, man? Hi, Mom. Hello.
2: <laughs> Hi, Mom. Is Mom watching today? What do you think? I think so. I oh, think is she? She, she, Hi, she, wa- she watches almost. She, she watches all my stuff. Oh. She, she's my biggest fan. Oh, she, as she should be.
3: Hello, Mrs. Weingarten. How are you? Um, what do you know about pickle Rick Pickle Frosty? Are you all about that?
2: I did not know there was Pickle Frosty, but I, I know Rick and Morty a, a big fan. That was Been, a, that was a big episode you were talking about. Yeah, I yeah, I I'll send you some clips. It's it's a very funny show. Wait, wait he turned himself into a pickle to what? To avoid to, to avoid going to therapy with his family. It's a great, great <laughs> pot, plot line.
3: That sounds like a show you should watch sober.
2: <laughs> yes. At eleven thirty on Sunday nights. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming in, man. Did you make any more bets yesterday? I did. I did some basketball. We were at circa from I think ten A. M. to nine PM yesterday. Did you get your six thousand dollars worth of chicken fingers in? We got um I mean, we had to just order food and food I got plates of nachos and a breakfast platter and it just it was like, All right, gotta order more food, gotta order more drinks. You guys put 100. it all together
3: at the end, you're like, Okay, we're at hundred and seventy five dollars. I can't eat another Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I mean we didn't food. we didn't
2: come close to the food, but <laughs> you know, we they put a lot of volume in play, so it, it was all right. There you go. Well, Give us a table again this weekend. No, no
3: club last night? Didn't quite get there.
2: No. Fell asleep. You know, I'm old. I'm tired. I, yeah. There you go, Mom. No club for Jason yeah. last night.
3: Uh, so, so much, and we, we're trying to get to our survivor thoughts, too, but the NFL refusing to let college basketball have its moment. On Sunday during the selection show, Tom Brady unretires. So literally, like on the ESPN show, they have to cut away and interview Adam Schefter in the middle of their whole pre-planned two-hour selection extravaganza. And last night, we're doing primetime action. Wes Reynolds is on. We're watching all the March Madness games. And there it comes across the screen that Devontae Adams traded from the Green Bay Packers to the Las Vegas Raiders for the Raiders' first and second round draft picks this year. So the first NFL draft that is going to take place in Las Vegas, the Raiders will not have a first round pick. I think they'll take that trade happily. They'll take Devontae Adams. But I, I just I want to throw this out to both of you guys because it's it, – well, first of all, Jeff, let, let me tell this story again about what, what goes on here after this show. So there's a guy we, – we do this show from the South Point. There's a guy, Jason, who – I don't I don't know him, but he's he's friendly, right? He's a very friendly guy. Yeah, he'll talk to super, us every few weeks. Super friendly guy, yeah. right? He'll show yeah. up every and you know I don't know him, so I don't know whether to believe what he says or not. But the the morning that that Aaron Rodgers signed the extension, he he does a drive by, if you will, outside of the studio with us, and he says, "Yeah, well, extension." And then as he's walking away, sort of in Columbo, "Hey, one more thing," style, he goes, "Oh, by the way." Russell Wilson, Broncos, look out for it later. And we're like, okay, yeah, whatever. No big deal. Oh, and prior to saying that, he mentions, because he's, he's a friend of, And uh, I don't wanna, I, don't, I can't reveal the guy, but he, says, he goes, he's a friend of Derek Carr. He goes, by the way, I was having lunch with Devontae uh, yesterday. I'm like, Devontae? Devontae Swing from Jodacy?" No, Devontae Adams of the Packers. I was like, what do you mean? Was he in town? He goes, oh, yeah, we were just having lunch yesterday. Devante Adams and Derek Carr, as everybody is saying, of course, played in college together. So both of those comments, Devontae, having lunch with Devontae, and, oh, Russell Wilson's going to the Broncos. Jeff, would you say we gave it 1.5
4: seconds worth of thought? The Russell Wilson one, we didn't give Well, we didn't give much thought to either of it at, at the time because, of course... But here's how stupid I am. I asked the follow-up about Devontae. Yeah. I was like, oh, was he in town? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh... Well, and then he they, they, a day and a half later, he bought the giant house for Mark Meltzer, a yeah. buddy Meltzer like Seltzer, right, Jason? He, yeah, he was, he was tweeting about
2: that. He was tweeting about it, and
3: that he, oh, he's looking for a house
2: here and it, in town. It totally went over my head too. I didn't even. I thought maybe he was just looking for an off-season house. Yeah. It didn't, didn't occur to me that a trade could be in the works. I thought if Aaron Rodgers was coming back, he was only coming back with Devontae Adams. But you know, it made that whole last dance thing that they were all posting this last year more. Uh, you know, Makes more sense now. I don't think Devontae was ever planning on coming back this, uh, this year. It's, it's starting to sound like he's, he's over Green Bay and just wanted to yeah. go somewhere else. Because the reports were twofold, right? The reports were, one, when Aaron Rodgers signs his
3: extension with the Packers, he knew that Devontae was unhappy with getting franchised, getting the franchise tag, and that Devontae was out of there. That's the report. Are we to believe that, that the Packers? I mean, what else would the Packers tell us? I don't know. And then the other thing was, yes, that it, the other report was that Devontae got the exact same offer that the Raiders gave him, money-wise. $28.5 million a year. Highest wide receiver salary in the history of the National Football League. Same exact thing for the backers. All things being equal, literally, he was like, yeah, I'd rather go not play with Aaron Rodgers anymore. And then it also calls into question the whole thing of, you know, Tom Brady used to defer salary to, to make sure he had good players around him. Aaron Rodgers not willing to do that? Or had Devontae made up his mind already? The real question becomes, how is this bettable? Is this bettable? The AFC West, and we have a tweet about this, and we could throw this up. But the AFC West becomes the most ridiculous division ever. And does it mean you want to bet the Raiders to win a division because they got Devontae Adams? Probably not. Chiefs and Chargers still in there, let alone the Broncos. But does it make you want to bet the Vikings now to win the nfc north
2: me i already bet the vikings to win the conference in the super bowl oh you did on, on the event <laughs> oh, you did in okay. the event that uh, aaron Rodgers retired i didn't think Devonte would go anywhere but yeah that, that i i bet that you so know you're just, already locked in then but you were saying how would you bet the raiders if I was gonna front run it yesterday, I would have bet a AFC uh, conference future as opposed to picking off a Super Bowl number because I'd rather just try to get them into the Super Bowl. Yeah. But when the division numbers come out, I'd look to fade the Chargers. The mo- I'm sorry, no, the Chiefs the most, just because every team in the division has gotten better and the Chiefs have you know played you know long postseasons multiple years in a row. They have you know, but deficiencies on the offensive line and defensive line that need to be fixed. And it's just the cycle of the NFL is that good teams, you know, decline and bad teams get better. Um, I think the Raiders are definitely live for the division now with Devonta. It's unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable how your fortunes could change overnight like that. Not that they weren't live before, but.
3: Great tweet from Michael Sean Duggar, who covers the Seahawks for the Athletic. Uh, putting this all in context, he said Russell Wilson left the toughest division in football and joined the toughest division in the history of football. As it turns out, this after the Devontae Adams trade.
2: Yeah, you get no relief from any of those defensive lines in the league, Frank or in the division. Frank Clark and uh, what's his name now? Bosa Khalil Mack. Mack
3: with J.C. Jackson in the secondary for the Chargers.
2: Every week, you're just gonna get you know beat up. Let's play a hypothetical prop game. If I set
3: the total number of wins in the AFC West at 42.5, would you go over and under? No, no division in football got within a few
4: games of 42.5 last year. I mean, you're asking all four teams to win 10 or someone to win 13. Uh, boy, I'd still go under. So, look, this is the one thing, Gil. I said it last night on primetime. They were like, over, all of them. No, like we're I, in a here, Here's the problem. Someone's got to lose the division games.
3: <laughs> they got <laughs> yeah, to play each other. they got to play each other. I believe they do
4: play the AFC South, though. Well, that's the big kicker, which, yeah. by the way, the AFC South goes back to being the doldrums again all of a sudden uh, with the AFC North and AFC West looking pretty strong and Buffalo looking like a complete force in the AFC East. All right, here's some more hypothetical props. How many games into the season
3: before Aaron Rodgers visibly looks – Frustrated on a football field. If I said it at a game and a half. Under. I, 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 if
4: you'd made it a half, I would have made it under. Under.
3: How many, ga- okay, hypothetical prop. How many games into the football season before Devontae Adams? Looks frustrated, visibly frustrated on a football field, and realizes, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers is not throwing the ball to me anymore."
2: I think he's going to love the Raiders. You do? He's playing with this college quarterback. He is. is That's half the reason, or probably a big reason, why he. You know, he's. He said he. He's always wanted to play with Derek Carr again. I'll still say three and a half. I mean,
4: I, I'm I'm <laughs> 100% in agreement with Jason. I, I think he's I won't say to one and a half. Carr I'll again. say three and a half. I'll but go with, over. Yeah, but uh, with, I I think also too, and I forget who made this point on Twitter as well last night. Can you imagine going from playing your whole career in Green Bay to now playing here? Oh, <laughs> <I> mean,
3: <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Wow. Weather-wise, you know, indoors, don't have to worry about it. And Vegas is a little different than the Green what'll, Bay.
2: What'll be interesting to see is what Green Bay does with the picks they just acquired because now they have two first-round picks, two second-round picks. That's you, that's a lot of talent they could put around if, Aaron Rodgers. If there's a if there's a prop that says,
3: "Will Green Bay draft a wide receiver with their first-round pick?" What's the yes on that?
2: I Probably like minus 250. I mean, you could get kind of screwed if they draft like a hybrid tight end or some sort of, you know, weapon sort of player. But I haven't, I haven't seen any guys like that that I think have a – Because the, the wideouts in free agency are like almost gone now. And yeah. With the Allen
3: Robinson going to the Rams now, there are very few left out there. That was,
2: good, that was a good move, by the way. I love yeah, that. Yes, i got to so.
4: imagine Chris Olave probably looked pretty good in green and gold. Whew. Yes,
3: he would. I, I like Olave better than everybody, but that might just be me. We'll come back. I want to talk about Deshaun Watson and Paul Carr with some soccer picks for us next.
0: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
1: to start listening.
5: The numbers game with Gil Alexander
2: on v the sports betting network.
3: The second round of BetMGM's March matchups will be underway soon and here's a chance for every college basketball fan to bet the board. Simply register using bonus code MM160 and place a $20 wager on any game in the second round of the tournament. You'll receive $160 in free bets that you can use for the rest of the day's tournament action. That's a $20 free bet for each of the eight games, enough to keep you on the edge of your seat all day and all night. Log into your BetMGM account or sign up before round two and place a single $20 wager to receive $160 to bet the board with, only at the King of Sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions and subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire or seven days from Mission Wins. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 GAMBLER Promotional Offers. Not available in the state of Nevada. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here. Jason Weingarter uh, Weingarten, pardon me. Jason Weingarten at Spreadopedia. That's where you can find him on Twitter, the host of the Wide World of Wine Garden Podcast. Kind enough to join us in the studio once again today. The other uh, NFL thing that went down yesterday didn't go down, but the Deshaun Watson potential destinations dwindles by one more team. We learned early yesterday that the Browns had been eliminated from the sweepstakes. We also learned that Baker Mayfield and the Browns apparently have broken up for good. Uh, And then we found out that really what a lot of people thought was the front runner to land, Deshaun Watson, the Carolina Panthers were eliminated from the sweepstakes. So it's basically the Falcons versus the Saints at this point. And it really feels like if you're reading the tea leaves, that it's the Falcons. And if that's the case, Does that make you want to bet the Falcons in any possible
4: way? No. For one, because that that feels a lot like Houston two years ago, Mm -hmm. where it was Deshaun was amazing and the Texans went four and twelve. Would you take a flyer on the Falcons in any way?
2: No, just because I'm not sure that there's not potentially another team that could still get involved. Like think Seattle is a, a landing spot. They're committed to drew lock long-term, you know, Uh rumored spot for Baker Mayfield, Seattle now. Too. Yeah. I've, heard that, you know, uh, a couple other, there were a couple other teams. I was thinking get involved. The Eagles have been linked to him before. But I think he already said he, he's doesn't already, want to yeah, play he didn't there. want to play for them. And yeah. Jalen hurts. Maybe they're going to stick with him. And then uh, Jacksonville's out. Cause they got Trevor Lawrence. I don't think they're going to move on from him in one year, but you, you just i still get the feeling that there could be another team out there that says hey we have a chance to acquire a franchise quarterback let's do it i said i said this earlier about um they don't grow on trees
3: yeah but it's like if he if he ends up with the falcons doesn't it bring like this whole deshaun watson thing like it ends with a murmur like it's just like oh okay yeah it's kind of like
4: who cares the yeah. more fun part will be who gets to take Matt Ryan? Exactly. That's right. That's, that's where where I was the going. more bar, fun part of it. If Watson goes to Atlanta, I asked Wes Reynolds last night, who's an
3: Indianapolis Colts fan. I'm like, all right, here are your choices: Wes, A. Jimmy G, B. Baker Mayfield, C. Matt Ryan. And I can't. Say? Even, I can't even remember his answer. I think it was Baker Mayfield. I'd probably go Matt it, Ryan. It, it wasn't Matt
4: Ryan though. That's for sure. I think I'm with Jason. I think I'd go with Matt Ryan. Get he gets no
2: respect. Great.
4: It's no respect. Well, and more importantly, you're only like, that's clearly if he's terrible for one year, he's gone. He's off the books after this year.
3: Any one of those three quarterbacks, though, makes them an interesting team. Any one of them, Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield, or Matt Ryan. I, I think,
4: I think, even though I think I'd rather just have Ryan based off the experience, yeah. long-term, if they wanted to like bring someone back, Garoppolo I think would be the best of the three. But
3: Let's bring in we'll Paul Carr from the Expected Value podcast, True Media
6: Networks. How you doing, Paul? I'm well. It's it's snowing in Kansas. We've got tournaments everywhere. It's, it's going to be a good sports weekend. You're feeling good about Kansas, huh? the Jayhawks, in this tournament. I mean, here's my, look, I'm not a college basketball expert. I've watched very few games that are not Kansas games this year, but I've watched most of theirs. Remy Martin in good form. I mean, he was hurt a lot of the years, the preseason big 12 player of the year, but he really hadn't been a big contributor until the last few weeks. He reminds me a little of Sharon Collins in 2008, where even if he's not starting, he's as Bill self calls him the energizer bunny. And he brings something to this team as an engine that makes the team go that other guys don't. So like KU's looked better the last two weeks than they have all year with him playing well. So I'm just saying. Loved him at Arizona State. You
3: you went down with Kentucky, with Kentucky yesterday?
6: Yeah. I had them in the final like you did, so Yeah, I did in my bracket. bracket, bracket. Yeah. Not doomed, of course. I but. don't care about my bracket though. Oh
3: well. Yeah. 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 I did have a few I did play a future on Kentucky right before the tournament at eight to one, along with one on Arizona, but that went by the wayside as well. All right, so we have so there's a few things going on in soccer. Let's start with the Champions League draw. Were there any yeah. shenanigans?
6: Uh it was orchestrated well, I think I guess I would say. Like there there are no other than Chelsea and Real Madrid, you know. I guess the three big favorites here were Liverpool City and Bayern Munich and none of them play each other in the quarterfinals. So that works out nicely. Uh there's the potential for a Liverpool Bayern Munich semifinal which would be great. Uh Man City is playing Atletico, which is juicy just because Atletico messes everything up and Man City plays, you know, the beautiful game in possession. So that'll be a contrast of styles that'll be fun to watch. So yeah, it it have a lot of really good matchups for the quarterfinals and looming in the semifinals. All right. Again, for
3: those who want some action beyond, uh, beyond college basketball, beyond the tennis pick that we'll give uh, later here on the show, a couple other things going on in, in the beautiful game of soccer. One is El Clasico. Explain to people. By the way, this is all at ESPN.com uh, on El Clasico and
6: on the FA Cup, which we'll get to momentarily. But tell people uh, what that game is. Yeah, El Clasico is Real Madrid-Barcelona. It's one of the biggest games in, on the planet in any sport. Uh, it may have lost a little bit of luster because there's no Messi, there's no Ronaldo there anymore, but it's still one of the biggest games on any soccer schedule for a year, and it's happening in Real Madrid on Sunday. And you have a play on this at all? You know, I don't have a great feel for what's going to happen in the game as far as outcome. You know, I'm not playing uh, the goal line or the money line, but th- this is kind of a weird spot. Real Madrid's up 15 points on Barcelona in the league. And so in some ways it's not super important. So I don't think it's going to be, you know, one of those tight cagey games where each team's afraid to. Drop points and the draw is okay, I think it's going to open up. And so I think what that means is we're going to get goals one way or the other. Uh, so I played the over two and a half at minus 150, and I played both teams to score at minus 170. Uh, obviously, you're paying the juice, but. These games, the last four, have all had at least three goals, and both teams have scored. Barcelona's was really struggling the first half of the year offensively. But they put up 20 goals in their last seven games. Uh, Real Madrid has been kind of in cruise control lately, but still putting up goals. Uh, even if Karim Benzema doesn't go for Real Madrid, I think there's going to be some goals in this one. I don't know what's going to happen from an outcome standpoint, and I feel like it's wide open, but I think there's going to be goals regardless. All right.
3: FA Cup, which you and I have talked about in previous years. And again, this is where the American sports fan like is like, okay, what is this now? <laughs> yeah, which a, which tournament is this? There's a Premier League, there's a Champions League, which happens like in season. What's the FA Cup? What
6: is the FA Cup? Yeah, this is the oldest organized competition in, in soccer. It's been going on since 1870, I think it is ish, uh, and it's a giant knockout tournament with over 700 clubs from across England. You know, you have a YMCA team that meets whatever qualifications and pays the entry fee. And you can get in at the very bottom level of this. Uh, And then the premier league teams and such come in later, you know, in the, I forget third, fourth round or so. So we're at the quarterfinals now. So you got six premier league teams and two championship, which is the second division teams left in this. The premier league teams almost always win as you would expect, but there's always some giant upsets. It's sort of a season long NCAA tournament. If you counted every single division, one team and put them in one giant bracket. All right. You have two plays here two plays yeah i'm taking uh, chelsea to cover a goal and a half at middlesbrough middlesbrough uh, upset tottenham in the round of 16 and uh, this is it's kind of a one of the no brainer picks i mean chelsea has I think it's two one goal wins in the last two FA Cup games, but the underlying numbers are ridiculous. You know, they've outshot opponents like 27 to eight over those two games, even though they're winning by one goal, uh, more than two expected goals, more than opponents. So I like Chelsea in this one. I'm not overthinking it. Uh, I'm kind of surprised to get plus money, plus 135 on laying a goal and a half. I think of it this way. If they were playing at a relegation threatened Premier League team, the price uh, wouldn't be that good because you know, to lay a goal and a half. It probably be even money at best. And to play in Middlesbrough who's a top half championship team, but you know, their caliber isn't that much different. So I like getting plus money, uh, laying a goal and a half Chelsea at Middlesbrough. All right. We appreciate it, Paul. Thank you so much. All right. And have a good one. You
3: too. Paul Carr, the great Paul Carr at at Paul C A R R on Twitter with some, uh, soccer action for you. All right. Here's your choice, boys. Jason Weingarten, Jeff Parlay in studio. These numbers are all available. Raiders to win the AFC West nine to one that on the heels of the Devonte Adams trade Falcons who appear to be the front runner to get to Sean Watson now to win the NFC South nine to one as well or the Vikings plus 325 with the absence of Devonte Adams in Green Bay to win the NFC North what is your favorite bet of those three
2: can I give you none of the above I go Vikings vikings plus 325. i think the packers are everyone assumes that aaron Rodgers is just going to come back and have a happy ending but more often than not players come back and think they'll have happy endings and kind of just end up being peeled off the the turf at the end of the season so
3: i would say it's by far the
2: vikings at plus 325. i, I just really like kevin o'connell the the new head coach from the rams i think he's you know when you already have the justin jefferson adam Thielen. Kirk Cousins and he worked with Kirk Cousins in Washington I think too mm-hmm. yep. so you bring in a coach like that and they already have a defense and they're already you know, they won 8-9 games last year I think they won 8 games you know you just go and build an offense and could be a good team could be
3: Yeah, I, it's just, even with the acquisition of Devontae in Las Vegas and even with Deshaun perhaps being on the, on, on the doorstep of being a Falcon I it just doesn't make me want to rush and make bets on it Coming back, Survivor Plays next. Vinny Maliula will join us
0: too. Numbers game Visa, the Sports Benny Network.